Hey guys, it's Mackenzie Dyer with Bradford's Alumni Program. We will be continuing this week with Tim Hilton and his stories of recovery. Wow, so 18 months sober and my life is going great. Um, you know, the blessings of recovery uh, were, were greater than I could have imagined. Um, I've got a relationship with my son again. I've got a relationship with my family. Um, I got married. Uh, the, the, the lady I had been dating in active addiction, we both got sober. We both put our lives together and, and we got married. Um, I, I got a wonderful job working for a treatment center. Life could not be better at 18 months of sobriety. And then on a Tuesday afternoon, I'm at work when I get a phone call from my mother. And she tells me that my grandmother's died. And honestly, I I didn't know what to do with that. I just didn't. I I had never emotionally processed the death of anyone that I loved. As, As insane as that sounds, I had been using drugs and alcohol since such an early age that I never went through that without being numb. So I'm kind of reeling from from my grandmother's death, and and I go to her funeral on Thursday. And while I'm there, one of the funeral home workers comes up to me and said, "Hey, Tom, did did you hear about Brad?" I said, "Brad, Brad was one of my best friends growing up, a very close friend of mine." He said, "Yeah, he's uh, he's in the back. He killed himself last night." And, and, and so my friend committed suicide. And, and I don't know what to do with that. So, so I go home the next day. I go back to my home. And um, when I get there, my wife of seven months comes to me and said, Are you okay? I said, Yeah. She said, Okay, good. I need to tell you something. I don't want to be married anymore. What are you talking about? We've only been married for seven months. She said, yeah, I know. She said, it's not you, it's me. She said, I don't know how to love you and I don't know how to love me and and, and I feel like a bad wife and I don't want to live like this. I can't do this. I really didn't know how to deal with that. You know, in my head, I'm thinking, no, tell me what I did wrong. You know, what did I do wrong? Because she says, no, you're a good husband. You didn't do anything wrong. But no, I had to do something wrong. You're leaving me. I'm an addict. Tell me what I did wrong. I can deal with that. I screwed something else up. I get it. I'm used to that. Don't tell me I did everything right. And now you're leaving. That's not how this is supposed to work, is it? That's what she told me. The next day I moved out. Um, Over the course of the next week, um, my great aunt was diagnosed with a fatal tumor in her remaining kidney. Um, A dear friend of mine of 19 years died of liver failure as a result of his alcoholism. And I found out my wife was already with another man. He was at our house the night I left. A friend of mine, a guy that used to come up and hug me and tell me he loved me. So in a 10-day span, my wife leaves me. 
immediately jumps into a relationship with another man. My friend commits suicide. My grandmother is given a fatal diagnosis and another friend of mine dies of liver failure. In a 10 day span. And I'm reeling. I don't, you know, I don't even know what's hurting me. I can't even identify it. All I know is I'm feeling pain. And is, is it my wife leaving me? Is it, is it that sense of betrayal? Is it, is it my grandmother dying? Is it, is it my friend dying? What? I don't know. I just knew I hurt. And it all kind of boiled to a point on, on a Thursday night. I'm, I'm, I'm at home and, and all I can think is, I want to drink. I, I, I want to I get high, man. I want to do something. I can't feel like this anymore. And I'll never forget, I looked at the clock and, and it was 1.57 in the morning. The county I lived in had a strict rule that the bars had to be closed and the doors locked at 2 a.m. Not closed at 2, they had to be closed and shut down at 2 a.m. And I knew from, from past experience that I was an eight-minute drive from the nearest bar and it was from the nearest package store, and there was no way I could possibly get there before they were closed. It's been 18 months since I tried to buy dope. I'm sure I could scrounge some up somewhere given a little bit of time, but at 2 o'clock in the morning on a Thursday night, I don't have any connections to get high. So I start thinking about where can I go? What neighborhoods can I go to and drive through and find somebody that's got something? And I get in my car. You know, a strange thing happened. Instead of driving to, instead of driving to a scary neighborhood somewhere, I drove to my sponsor's house and I got out and I sat on his porch and I waited. Um, I, I remember hearing his alarm clock go off. His, his bedroom was in the front of his house and his alarm clock goes off. And I went and I started knocking on the door. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he, he comes to the door and he says, what's going on, man? I said, man, I, I want to get high. He said, what are you talking about? I said, look, man, you know all the stuff going on in my life, man. I just, I just want to get high. I just, I, just want, I just want to get drunk. He said, man, I don't think you want to get high. I said, no, I do. I, I want to be high. He said, no, Tim, it's not that I think you want to get high. I, I think that you, you want the pain to go away. I said, yeah, man, and I don't care what it costs me right now. I, I, I know all about the consequences. I get it. I know what I'm asking for, man, but I don't care. I need this pain to stop for five minutes. He said, you know what, Tom? He said, this is what you got sober for. I said, what are you talking about, man? He said, you know, when you got here, we didn't, we didn't offer you a rose garden. We didn't promise you a, a life of no pain or, or consequences. I told you that if you would do this program, if you would work these steps, you could be a human being again. All that stuff you've just been through, guess what? It's supposed to hurt. That's the human reaction to it. Yeah, I grant you, you caught a bad run. But buddy, it's supposed to hurt. Welcome to humanity. Welcome to the human existence. And then he said, look, he said, I'll tell you what, 
He said, if, if you'll follow a few suggestions, I'll help you get through this without putting dope in your body. And if you'll do that, I promise you a reward on the backside of this pain that's greater than anything you've ever received. Okay, I trusted him, you know. So, so I did what he told me to do. Uh, he said, look, man, you're going to go back to meetings every single day. You're going to get into every meeting you can get into. You're going to start calling me a couple of times a day again. You're going to call three other addicts at least every day. You're going to ask them uh, uh, if there's anything you can do for them. You're going to tell them about your recovery and what you've done for your own recovery today. You're going to pray, you're going to meditate, and you're going to work steps like your life depends on it. Because it does. If you'll do that, I think you can stay sober. And I did. I followed his directions. I did everything he asked me to do. Just like, just like on day one, I went back and I did all those same things over again. And, and you know what? I, I didn't have to get high again. I made it through that. And he was right. On the backside of that, I got the greatest gift I have ever received in my life. Here it is. I found out I don't ever have to get high again. See, I think in the back of my head, there was always this caveat that, well, if this happened or that happened, I'd probably get high. I, I, I guess in the back of my head, I never understood that, that, it was, that it was actually freedom and that I didn't have to ever use again until that point, until that moment when, when suddenly I realized I've, I've, I've walked through pain. I've walked through horrible, terrible things in my life and I didn't have to get high. I have a solution. Now, now, don't misunderstand me, by the way. When I say I don't have to get high, I'm not saying I won't ever get high again. That's not what I'm telling you. In fact, if I ever tell you I'm never going to get high again, you better look out because I'm probably about to put some dope on my body. I have forgotten the power of my disease. What I'm telling you is that I don't ever have to get high again. If you see me high tomorrow, know this and know it for a fact. It's because I walked away from you. I walked away from God. I walked away from these steps. I made a choice. I don't ever have to get high again. I don't know what that means to anyone else when I say it. I don't know how it affects them. But for me, it means I don't ever have to steal your stuff again. I don't ever have to be the reason my mother cries herself to sleep again. And I don't ever have to neglect my child again. There'll never be a greater gift in my life.